Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Drunk on Brandy Time. I noticed a lot of you guys haven't checked out uh, my last podcast that was done on Memorial Day weekend. Had a few guests on there, so go ahead and check that one out. But as you guys can tell from the title of today's episode, we're going to get into some weeds of things. Um, Something that was on my spirit (laughs) this morning at 3.30 a.m. Let me tell you, my body continues to wake up at 2 or 3 in the morning no matter what. No matter what time I go to bed. I think yesterday I went to bed, last night was Friday, so I went to bed like at 8 had my two edibles you feel me (laughs) and I was out you feel me I was tired um eyes all red and everything but I definitely woke up again at three in the morning like right on the dot what the heck is going on anywho um before we get into the meat of today's episode I did want to provide some life updates for y'all um since my last recording or my last solo recording because I think on that one I gave you guys updates but not on the memorial day excuse me the memorial day one so, first things first, I did Tybo this morning at 5 a.m. for the first time and almost died. Like, oh my gosh. Um, did the Tybo Advance. I found it on YouTube. I was like, oh, I used to do this all the time. That's how I started my weight loss journey way back when. Push play, a bitch almost died a good 10 times. Like, I paused the video a good 22,000 times. It's like, oh my God, Billy. Billy, what are you doing? You ain't having no break. We ain't got no water break. We ain't got no stretch break. We just going right through it like the whole time. Oh my God. So what it showed me was that my cardio sucks. It always sucked, but it really sucks right now. No, Even though I'm working out four days a week and I'm doing in-home workouts and then walking to the park and doing rounds around there, I'm not really running anymore, right? And so cardio for me, I have to literally keep up consistent cardio for like six days a week every week for me to stay in a consistent um, zone where I can actually survive or else I feel like this morning where my heart felt like it was skipping beats I was like oh my god Billy what are you doing and then the thing when I started Tybo way back in eighth grade when I first started to try to lose weight um or when I started my weight loss journey in my life um when I really got acclimated to Tybo I did the basic video, which is like 25 minutes as a warm up, And then I did the video I did today all the way through. I don't remember stopping. I was like, Brandy, you were a beast. You were a fucking beast. So what you couldn't run a mile under, under 10 minutes, under 11 minutes. So what your mile was 18 minutes long. You were staring that Tybo up. That was your shit. So uh, that's something that happened this morning. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing, uh, I'm going to be doing Tybo, okay? Probably for a while, okay? I'm bringing it back, all right? Bringing it all the way back because it definitely kicked my ass. I was all, I was going to do Tybo and then do weightlifting. Afterward, when I finished that 57-minute video, I was like, ain't no weightlifting. We done. We are good. We are golden. Happy Saturday. <sighs> so that's one update immediately from this morning. Um, definitely recorded a podcast and YouTube video on my YouTube page in light of today's events on what's going on was a little angry, a little hostile, a little militant. So I definitely, uh, definitely unpublished those. <laughs> made, one of the, made the video private and then unpublished that episode podcast because I have a different views now. Um, when I first released that video and my recording on the podcast, I was really heavily against 
um, the looting and the rioting because I felt like there was a, d a different way that we could have went about it. That's what I said immediately when I started seeing it happen. But the more and more I start listening to others and the reason why they're like, well, those are material items that if they burn down, there's insurance. But those lives that you're taking, we can't get those back. Like when I started to hear more and more of those um, relatable stories and looking at how I was looking at rioting and looting like, as if it was something to be even just as upset about, um, I was like, nah, I can't can't promote this kind of content. Take it down. Take it down. Because I got to re-record that whole thing. Got to re-record it because now my view is different. Now I'm like, burn it all down. Shit. At least we're getting shit done. It's, it's one way closer to where we were than we were before. You know what I mean? So um, that happened. Um, because of everything that's been going on, my depression has spiked over the last two and a half weeks. I'm feeling more alone than ever. And I can't fix what's going on, which is a problem for me. I've captain save everyone. Um, and this is something that cannot really be fixed by one person alone. It's going to take a unity of people. Um, and not just our community, obviously. We can't, we've been trying for years to get, you know, our voices heard. So it's going to actually take people of other communities to rally around us, with us, to get these changes going. And me not knowing a, a strategy, a way for me to, you know, implement change on a grander scale than just voting or going out to protest. Um, but maybe that's what I can do to add to the, the cause. But because I've been kind of in a funk, um, because I don't know where to start, um, it's made me highly depressed um, and irritable for no reason. So, and then going to work, of course, as you guys know, being black and white spaces can be very hard. So through the midst of all of this stuff, I really don't really give a fuck about inter interacting with white people. And if there's white people listening to this, no offense to you, but there's a lot that's been building up and we hold within ourselves day in and day out, especially at work. I am the only black woman in my organization of a hundred plus people and have been the only black woman for the last six and a half years. That's a fucking problem. So imagine the duality that I have to go ahead and put myself in front of on a day-to-day -day motherfucking basis. There's a person I am at work. There's a person that I am when I'm drinking. There's a person I am with my friends. There's a person I am with my family. So like really putting on those faces and really being making people feel comfortable, understanding that, you know, I'm not what you may stereotypically believe a black woman is. I have to always put on this face, always have to put on this smile, always have to be ready. These last two weeks, I've been like, fuck it. I don't even want to be on meetings. I don't even want to talk to people. I just figure everybody's the enemy. Like, I'm just going through it, you know? And this is what happens when you kind of live alone and you get in your own head. That's why I got to work on that. I'm going to work on it. So that's been going on. Um, I've been on Hinge, the dating app Hinge, but it's blah, say blah, blah. When I tell you guys, all of these one word, one sentence responses on these motherfucking apps are for the birds. It's boring me. Like, why do you look this good but can't talk? I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get the shit. I'm giving you at least three sentences. Give me at least three more. Can we get reciprocity here? Okay, great. I'm turned off. Okay, yeah. So then I just, like the title of this thing is, why do I go ghost? Why do I just go in my A? We'll get into that a little bit more down the line. Um, but this time... Um, normally during this time, I would go ahead and quit online dating after like two interactions that just didn't go well. I'd just be like, oh, okay, I'm done with it. But because, you know, time's not on our side, um, this time I can't stop, won't stop. Okay, Puff Daddy, A, P Diddy, whatever, Brother Love. I don't know what his name is now. Um, <laughs> I got to put in some work to find the love. So of course, there's going to be a, a few bad apples that I'm going to have to kind of fight through, ask the right questions, make sure I'm looking for the right thing 
before I just give up on it in totality. Because the reality is, especially in this day and time, how else am I going to meet people? Because like I told y'all on my, on my previous episode, I think my very first one, Dating Wolves and New Beginnings, that whole plan is to shit now. COVID hit right after that, okay? So I didn't jinx myself. If you guys go back and listen to that one, you can hear what I was going to start doing um, moving forward in 2020 that totally was halted by COVID and all the other stuff that's going on, quarantine and all this stuff. So um, the only way I'm going to be able to meet new people is through other people or online. So I'm just going to be ready to be annoyed, but just move past it and keep going. So that's something I was um, thinking about yesterday when I was on the app. But I was like, Okay, so you we both swiped right, or on this app, and you, uh, you both liked each other's pictures or liked the profile. And then um, you invite one of the other person to start a conversation, and then their conversation is, hi, hey, what up? Oh, you know, it's like one word. I'm like, really? Like, that's it? When I respond or I initiate a chat with somebody on the Hinge app, um, usually I go through their profile, and then I find something creatively that they a picture or a, a comment that they put on their profile that I can start spark up a, a conversation about. Let me tell y'all the one that came. What was this today? Saturday. I think it was Wednesday. We match this dude called Rozzy. Um, seemed energetic, seemed cool, whatever. Let me see what's going on. So I started the chat with him after we match. And I said, um, so how is it being in construction or something with something on his page about being in construction and sales. And so I had started the conversation around that related to some other things on his profile. And he got confused. It's like, I don't work in construction or sales. And I was like, but your, what your profile says that he's like, Oh, I meant to change that a long time ago. My bad. Okay. So, all right. Okay. (laughs) This is the bullshit I'm talking about. Nigga, aren't you 34? Aren't you 33? What is going on? Be smarter. Be better. Don't get me all upset now. Okay? Okay? So, yeah, that's going. But I think I'm going to sign off the hinge and get on match and just get this thing going on a serious note. Because I think these free apps, there's only... um, I guess I have another story with that one. Because this one, I don't really have a good story time on the episode, uh, the the following segments that are going to come up. But... um, the most recent guy that I had clicked with on Hinge, cool guy, started vetting him immediately. You know, I'm 35. I'm not new to the game. I know what I'm looking for now. I know what I want. I know what I need to bring to the table. And so I hit him with the, the core questions in the beginning, the red flag questions. Pass with flying motherfucking, whatever you, colors. There we go. I swear it's all, it's 8.50 in the morning. I have not had anything to drink. Just water, sweat. And um, this protein shake that I'm eating now, eating, drinking, whatever. Um, I definitely haven't drunk yet today. I will, though, later on, more than likely, probably by noon, uh, just to be honest with the people listening. (laughs) Still struggling through that. All right. So, yeah. So I vetted him. We had FaceTimes where we were talking to each other, getting to know each other. He had been divorced. Um, Two years. It's been two years since he's been divorced. He's into jujitsu. I do Muay Thai. We really bonded over that and just MMA type shit. Um, lives an hour some change away from me, which I also didn't like because I was like, I dated someone for a while and he lived where you live. And I did most of the driving to and from and I'm not doing that shit no more. Um, are you going to be able to come over here? Because that's why that's another thing I tell dudes on these apps is that where I live or the vicinity of where I live, because L.A. niggas 
they just, mm, the moment you more than 20 minutes away, they just give up. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay. So you're not really looking for something serious. So the guy that I vetted and thought we were going to move forward with our first date, which would have been last weekend, last Sunday, it didn't happen, obviously. Um, he started to get really sexual in his content of his texts um, and sending different things. Um, and so I had to check him on it. Like, yo, 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 I don't even know you, bruh. Number one, number two, I'm on my assonance shit right now. I'm looking to be exclusive and move forward long-term with somebody. I do not want to be giving up the poom poom just because we, we attracted to each other. Been there, done that. I'm moving on from that. So, um, calm that down, but I still like you. I still, I understand. I understand. I'm sexy. You feel me? I'm looking good in my FaceTimes. I know, whatever. Um, no makeup all day. What it do? Loving it. Curly hair. What's up? Um, but even with all that sexiness, your horniness is too much. Calm it down. I didn't say that exactly, but I tried to make it lighthearted just so we can keep having a conversation and let him know that I am attracted to you. And that can happen if we are moving in the same direction and end up being together. But right now it's kind of early for you to be sending me penis pics and um, talking about what you want to do to me um, in a very vulgar way. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Brandy ain't gonna lie, sit here and lie to you. Brandy ain't gonna lie to you. Like I, I liked it, I liked it a lot. But I'm very serious on the purpose of my dating moving forward because obviously the old way has never worked. It never worked out for me. So um, literally after I had sent him that text message, it was like, Usually he's one of those people that text you all day. And I'm like, fool, I got to work. Like, I'm at work. Like, I don't be on my phone all day. My phone stays on silent. Um, but he's one of those people that was, like, getting to know me throughout the day. Like, he, like I, woke, I woke up on his mind throughout the day. He had nothing but questions. It's great, whatever. And then when I checked him on that sexual behavior, he was quiet for, like, a good four or five hours. I was like, that's weird. And so I hit him up and was like, hey, everything okay? Do you, do, you, do you understand what I said? Do we need to proceed or stop? I think I, I did say that. Or do you feel comfortable proceeding with getting to know me or do we need to just call it quits? And so now he gives me a motherfucking paragraph talking about, I don't like all these games your women be playing. You guys are just playing games. You know, you a tease. Da, 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 da. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know when I teased you. Um, I never promised you anything. You just started to get sexual because you thought I was... <laughs> I was turning you on, but maybe you just horny all together. And I say horny. I don't say horny. It sounds weird. I say horny. It is what it is. Um, and so he low-key kind of text cussed me out, but I laughed and I was like, and then, oh, the other thing in the text was that he said, what did he say? He said, oh, y'all wouldn't play. He kept telling me that I was playing games with him and he's tired of playing games with people. We do grown for this. And then he said, um, you know what? I don't got my shit together. I don't got my shit. Together. I'm not ready to be with nobody anyway. I'm just leaving this alone. You have a good day. Something like that. I was like, nigga. Nigga. <laughs> well, actually, he wasn't technically a nigga. I don't even know if I should be saying that word at this time. He was a white boy. Um, but definitely, you know, white boy that had been around the block. Um, new to culture. Very self-aware. His ex-wife was black. So there was, there was a lot of vetting on those questions, too. You know, because I was like, you white, I'm black. Look at where we are. What's happening? Well, where you, where's your mind and who do you vote for? What's your beliefs? Uh-huh. I don't want to have to explain everything to you. Where you at? What do you know about this? Like, I did all of that. So when he said that, I just looked at the phone and was like, wow, these niggas stay lying. They stay lying. 
because I asked him about, are you looking for something serious? Are you ready for a relationship? Is this something that you are on the app for? Gave me all these lies about, yeah, I've been, you know, divorced for two years. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready. I'm gonna, he always talked about looking for love and having a family. All that was bullshit. That was straight bullshit. That's what made me be like, you know what? I'm kind of good on a dating app. But at the same time, I have no other way to meet people. Um, it really is not a good way to meet people, especially now. So I'm just like, fuck. Ugh. I didn't know I was going to go into that much story time. That took up all the time on this segment. But we got a few more things. I'm going to begin painting again. I did two more paintings. They didn't come out as good. Um, so I will ne- not be showing those anywhere. So that just means that I have to keep working on my technique a little bit more to get back to my brush strokes. Okay. Um, my sans put me up on game on how to give yourself a face lift slash face workout and the shit works. Um, just go ahead and Google face workout, face lift at home or something like that. And it's going to show you different workouts you can do with your hands and your cheeks and your bone structure to make your face slimmer. And when I tell you I've been doing it since Sunday or Monday, she was here Saturday. Sunday, I think it was Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday through today. I'm still do. I did it this morning. I'm going to still do more of it today. I didn't bought a whole bunch of supplies. When I tell y'all, my face already feel. I can feel the elasticity tightening on my face. And the puffiness that used to happen in the morning are starting to kind of go down the more I do it. And I'm like super excited about it. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. And then last but not least on this segment of life updates before we get into the meat of this episode is that I am now addicted to TikTok. Not only wine, but now TikTok. Um, I got on there just to be nosy, see what people were doing. If I just wanted to get on the app and kind of silently watch people, um, that's what I did or am doing every day, about 50% of my day, watching dances, um, ad-libs, voiceovers. The creativity that these young kids have on this app is by far intriguing and so inspirational. So uh, I'm on there a lot, but I'm also on there a lot because there are some very, very, very attractive young men on there. And I never thought I would be a cougar. Like I always look for guys older than me. So the fact that I'm lusting over someone that's 28, 24, 21, I'm like, are you really 21? Are you sure? Like what state are you really in? Are you sure? Like, okay. You fine as fuck. And then they be dancing and shit. Dancing's my shit. So I was like, y'all be getting it. Eh. So I just be on there less than um, like a cougar. <laughs> There's a lot of other cougars on there that be less than too. Because they be talk- talking about in their videos like, I'm going to need y'all to put a shirt on. Stop grinding your hips. Stop smiling at the camera with your white teeth and your dimples. Get out my face. Next. <laughs> like this is a real thing that happens. But um, I do love the app. I love its features. And I'm playing with the idea of actually starting some type of, I don't know, entertainment on the app. Because there's a lot of good, cool things you can do. And I really put my mind on it. I can probably go viral through TikTok and then add them to Instagram and then kind of figure out that whole thing out. Um, so I'm starting to figure out what will be my niche. I don't want to do everything that everyone else is doing because literally there's a lot of duplicates out there. In TikTok, people doing the same thing, but just kind of differently, but not really. Um, I just wanted to find my own niche with it that makes me happy to be on. If I'm going to be on this app 50% of my day every day, I want to contribute to it and I want to get something out of it, right? So if I'm going to be build, building up this like entertainment slash, I don't know, career, um, I definitely need to utilize this space. And so that is what is new with me for the last three weeks, because it's been a while since I ta- saw y'all. I didn't see y'all, talk to y'all, whatever. Um, 
And actually, this is the first time I'm recording. I haven't had a glass of wine. Maybe that's why I'm like. <laughs> Should I start pouring now? I mean, it's almost nine o'clock. It's too early. I know it's too early. It's not Vegas. It ain't Vegas, girl. All right. I'll be back with the segment two. See you in a bit. And we are back for segment two of this episode. Why does Brandy go MIA at times? Why do I go ghost when I know that shit sucks? Because people have ghosted me. And I didn't know why and couldn't find out. (laughs) Um, So I had to make my own conclusions. But this MIA segment is going to be about how I go ghost or MIA in general with people all over. So it's not just about intimate relationships or dating. It's bigger than that. And so I wanted to dive into this exercise. And let me tell you guys something. When I get to segment three on what I reflected on after completing these notes about why I go ghost in MIA, this is something that I'm going to be talking to my therapist about this upcoming week because I'm like, I really found another issue that I need to work on. Oh my gosh. Like not knowing, knowing I already knew going in my A was not healthy, but to get to the weeds that we're about to go through right now, I'm like, oh my God, Brandy, I see where you need to get some work done. Okay, so let's get into it. Why do I tend to go in my A at times? All right, let's get into the weeds of it. Um, and this is in no particular order. Um, I'm not going to give you the state the case or scenarios that this has happened. It just depends on my mood and what's going on in my life related to what's going on in these people's lives. And then it triggers one of these responses, okay? Or the reasons why this happens. Um, First, I'm in a sour-ass mood. I'm depressed and agitated. Like my mom always said when I was growing up, if you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say none at all. I literally started implementing this right away. And so if I'm in a bad mood, a moody mood, a pissed-off mood, a depressed mood, I get silent. I get silent because ain't nothing coming out of my mouth that's going to be positive. And then I'm going to go for the juggler because I'm irritated. And I want you to be irritated with me. So it's real petty. Real petty. And as an adult, what I do now is when I'm in those moods, whether the people around me have caused them or not, I retract. I go MIA for a little bit because I need to get my feelings together because I know it's internally an issue and it has nothing to do with them. So in order to preserve that relationship, I step back. I step back to fix my own issues before I kind of go back into the world and interact with people around me. And also, I don't want to be a burden. So I'm used to being someone that people can kind of lean on, a shoulder to cry on, can vent to. I'm a good listener. I know how to kind of uh, put your thoughts together to help you figure out a solution. But when it comes time where I need that, um, I don't really reach out to people at all. Um, I figure it out on my own for the most part in prayer, okay, and meditation. Um, I really don't reach out to people um, to get help in that way. And so I look at it as if I'm a burden to those folks um, and the people that would be closest to me that I would reach out to. I label as a burden. It's been like this my entire life. So I know friends and family that may be listening are like, I don't think you're a burden. I get that, but I've been doing this for 30 years maybe 25 years consistently. It's going to take some time to undo this behavior. It's my comfort zone of knowing like, okay, so like the last two weeks, I've been in a really funky ass mood. So I've been kind of MIA with my family and friends. Like, I'll get back to y'all when I get back to you. It is what it fucking is. Like, I, in, I'm in a shitty ass mood, so I don't want to make your life shitty because I'm in a shitty mood. So that's one of the reasons I go ghost. And what I got from, what I gathered from this 
is that I have an immature reaction. Brandy, you're 35, not 15, okay? And a lack of communication skills. I would definitely say that I have the best communication skills when it comes to interviewing and school and work. I'm very good. I'm very thorough. But when it comes to interpersonal relationships, I suck. So we're going to get into that in segment three. But yeah, that was something that I realized. Okay, you're being immature and you lack communication skills on a personal level. Point two, if I feel like your life does not have time for me or, or is moving or has moved in a different direction that makes our commonalities drastically different than they were before less common um I pull away and so how do I say this no I won't put that out there but it's a it's an insecurity because obviously there's something that you have that I'm lacking or that I think that I'm lacking but you're actually moving into and so I don't know how to relate to you anymore and then also this is a lack of communication a lack of good communication skills um just like, okay, so just to give like a picture for that bullet too, is just, let's say you have friends that you've been around a good part of your life and then they meet some other friends that are kind of into something that you have no idea about, right? Maybe they're into museums and art and your friends always talk about, you know, gaming. Now that person or that group is added to your your structure and you're like, I don't really know how to relate to you now that this is you, what your preferred outlet is. So I'm just going to kind of move back. Because I don't know how our friendship or our relationship or our whatever ship um, is supposed to move forward if I can't relate to you. Um, but see, that's the that's the beauty in being opposites or being different is that you can grow by the oppositions, right? But Brandy needs to learn. Yes, I'm talking to myself in the third person. I do that. Needs to work on stop being insecure when other people are evolving in other ways that do not relate to what she's comfortable with or, or familiar with. And take that as an opportunity to grow from it, but not push people away because you're insecure about where they're going. Um, and then also communicate this clearly and vulnerably to these people that, oh man, you're moving into art and music. I don't know none about that. Like I'm illiterate to it. So you're going to have to bear with me. I'm, I don't know. I don't know what, mm, teach me something, you know, like instead of just going ghost or MIA or kind of letting the, the relationship kind of fizzle, I should probably speak up a little bit more about that. Okay, point three, to get attention. (laughs) To get attention. You go missing, people actually start wondering about you. And I already knew about this because of the whole middle child. I think I spoke on this either on YouTube or on one of my podcast episodes. I am a middle child and middle child syndrome is real. Family members who are listening, do not roll your butt, don't roll your eyes. I was gonna say something else. I don't wanna get a whooping. Do not roll your eyes, it is real, okay? The plight of the middle child is a real thing. And I always did feel invisible or not heard. Even to this day, um, I don't feel visible. Um, and especially when you get like new kids, like new nieces and nephews are in the world and new beginnings are happening for other people in your family who, who seem to always have the attention. It just magnified your loneliness or my loneliness, I should say. And so I started this behavior of going ghost with my family in middle school because that's where a lot of my changes happened middle school was a big change for me in a negative way and then high school was a positive change um that blossomed me into who I am today but middle school was rough it was rough middle school middle child something there's a connection there's a connection um that's where I started to really be like okay since nobody wants to hear me or see me I'm gonna go missing um and be quiet or be quiet give people silent treatment so you can see something's wrong that way you actually care and proceed to check uh you know 
shake me down, find me, talk to me, you know, get that pity that I really wanted at the time. And so now it's just a behavior where I want people to worry about me because now I know that I'm on your mind when it didn't look like it was before. And what this has taught me is that this is a very toxic, immature behavior, very passive aggressive and a lack of communication skills. (laughs) Again, lack of communication skills. Like what the fuck? So you want people to worry to the point like they don't know if you're dead or alive, Brandy, than just being like, hey, I don't feel like I'm being heard. Someone come visit me. Someone take me out. Someone da 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 da. Instead of doing that, just kind of ghost and be like, well, I'm going to be ghost for a month and just see what happened. I still do that shit. That shit ain't cool. It's not cool. I just, just did, I'm doing it right now. Like the last two weeks have been really like in my age. Like I've been just really annoyed with life. And so people have been reaching out and stuff like that, but I really don't respond and I know it's bad. So that's probably why this topic was on my heart because I'm like, I need to be better at this, but I don't know exactly how to start changing it today because I'm in a pissy ass mood. That's from, that's from eight now, pissy ass mood. Hey, it's from mine. One of the battles, I think, um, (laughs) that was random. So yeah, that's one of the reasons I, I go ghost is to get attention because I, I feel like I'm lacking attention. Okay. Um, another point, another reason why I go ghost or MIA is to be petty. This is when I was younger. I wanted to make a guy that I was seeing mad or confused. These were the games that I would play. I don't play these now. I don't play these now. I'm kind of going back on my story from earlier. I wasn't playing no games. I was direct and upfront. We ain't going to go back onto it. We're not going to go into it, but I'm just saying. But I used to play games because I got, you know, my heart hurt, you know, like everybody else has had in their life. And then the nigga played me. He played me. He played me to dust. And it was the first time I actually was vulnerable with somebody. And as a Capricorn type A, someone that's about their business, I don't get vulnerable with people at all, pretty much. Like, it takes time. It takes a lot of fucking time for me to trust you to be vulnerable with my heart and my feelings. And I do that, and I find out your ass is actually engaged to be married in two months. And we've been chilling for a year. And We're not going to get on that story. We're not going to get on that story. But when that shit happened, it really opened my eyes to some fuck twads, some real fuck boys that are out there that would really play with your heart just so they can get some poom poom. Okay, some punani. Okay, Um, and I fell for it. Like a, a, you know, a young girl would. But when I tell you, once I found out he was engaged and the nigga got married, I was like, what what was you going to do on your your wedding day and your honeymoon when we we see each other every day? I'm confused on how he was able to juggle this. I really, still to this day, I do not know. But um, from that day on, I, I read books, articles, did research online on how to play the games that dudes play. I read all of them books. And so I started to become a nigga, a fuck boy girl, like literally. And so I really got really good at playing games with guys. That's why I say, and I think previous episodes, I know why I'm single. Um, A lot of times I have not been dating with purpose or with any kind of real reasoning other than to kind of play games, get attention, you know, get some intimacy, whatever, and just move the fuck on, like really not opening myself up to others. So what guy is going to really settle down with someone that has those walls up? And so that's why I said to be petty when I was younger, I would play the games that I learned that I researched about. Um, it's always, it was always uh, triggered by something the guy did or said that I never brought up to him, but I didn't like. And so and, and one day we'd be cool and next day he just never hear from me again. Or maybe weeks or months would go by, then I hit him up or maybe never, most likely never. He'll probably reach out like, is something wrong? Is anything wrong? What did I do? And then I'll just be quiet. <laughs> and so what I came to I observe from that is that, again, this is toxic 
passive aggressive, petty, immature behavior, and lack of communication skills. Isn't it going on? It's going. It's going. Okay. Like when I was writing these notes, I was like, damn, Brandy, you really, you got to work on this. This is not good. This isn't good. Um, so what's on to the next? I go MIA sometimes because I feel so alone and by myself. All right. I'll push myself further into solitude, which has never been healthy. So that's a victim mentality. And again, lack of communication skills. Um, if I feel so alone and by myself, why would I make myself more alone to make the feelings even more deeper? You feel me? It does not make sense. But I want to feel pity. I want to be a victim. I want someone to love on me, pity me. And actually, I really don't want pity. But I want people to feel sorry for me. It's like a weird thing that goes on when I'm in this mode. Um, that I don't really want it, but I want it. <laughs> and so my actions don't go with exactly what I want. Just on the surface. I don't know if I'm making sense. But you get me. If you don't, we'll follow up. Uh, the next point. I get tired of people. I go MIA because, shit, everybody get on my nerves. Everybody gets on my nerves, okay? Listen, even when I was really into the word and reading my Bible, Jesus was on my nerves on some of them chapters, okay? I was like, Jesus, you're doing a lot. You're doing a whole lot. I don't know if y'all even read the Old Testament. It can get you really pumped up. You'd be like, God was brutal. He was ruthless. My own God, my own Jesus. I was getting tired of. So what do you think I'm going to do with y'all? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I get tired of people. I just need a break. Sometimes I just don't want to be bothered by nobody. I don't even want to see nobody motherfucking breathe. Don't come in my space. Don't call me. Don't text. Don't nothing. I don't want to see nobody. I just had these moments where I'm just like, get the fuck away from me. I don't want to talk to anybody. Do not disturb us on whatever. I'll talk to you when I'm ready to engage again. But right now I'm not. So whatever. Um, so that could be, uh, that cannot be a good thing. Uh, people can just be draining in a lot. I'm just saying, I just look at my own life. And sometimes venting to friends and things like that. My glass is already like not full. So I got to fill it up in order to be full to go out and engage with others. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, there's no, there's no learning from that is that I think everybody gets tired of people one way or another. And so that's just one of the ways I kind of regroup um, is to s- just to walk away <laughs> from people. That's my introverted side that's there. That's, it's, it, I have a corner of it in me and that's one of it. Um, I don't really have like what that means as far as like lack of communication skills or something like that. I don't even think I need to say anything. Like if I'm just over people for the moment or the day, I'm just over them. I'm over it. I'll come back. I'll be back. I'll be back. You know? All right. I also go MIA sometimes because I suck at reaching out and checking on people. I tend to be self-absorbed, absorbed, observed. I swear I have not drunk anything yet. It's 9.30 though. I mean, it's five It's five somewhere, okay? <laughs> Let me stop. Um, yeah, I just suck at checking in on people. People constantly, there's some people in my life that constantly reach out to me through the good and the bad because they know what I'm dealing with and they always are there for me. And it's not fair. It's definitely one-sided for most of my relationships, if not all of them, that most of the time people are checking out, it's the other person and not me. Um, and I don't, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, because I try, when I am reaching out to people or interacting with others, I'm trying to help and save them or 
assist them. I'm doing some type of work for them. That's not their fault. That's something that I had to deal with. That's something that I began doing to find validation in my life. That's a whole different podcast. That's a whole, I mean, episode. We'll go on that another time. Um, but I just assume anytime that I check in on people or I call or text them, they're going to want something from me. So it's my issue with keeping boundaries, saying no, and again, poor communication skills. So if I'm reaching out to people just to check in, just say, I'm just here to check in. That's all. Just check on you. Don't want nothing. Um, and if they are like, oh, good thing you called. Can you, can you, I need a favor. Be like, nope, I'll just call and check in. Like I need to work on saying no and know that no is a sentence by itself. I am still struggling with that. That's why I avoid people sometimes, most of the time, um, because I don't know how to say no to certain people when I really do want to say no. And that goes for my family, my immediate family, for sure. Um, I don't know how to say no to them yet. I'm working on it. But um, creating those boundaries so that I can stop having that as a dark cloud over my head and actually reach out to those people in my, in my life, in my intimate space that I want to keep in contact with and I don't want it to fizzle and dry out. All right. Um, and last but not least, just to be fucking honest and transparent, I'm jealous of others. I get jealous and envious of others. Um, something I saw or heard made me feel a certain type of way. And that way was jealousy or envy um, on something they have or they have going on or not. What is that? What am I saying? You know, what I'm saying like they're they're pro- they're projecting something in their life that's probably positive, whether it be material, career life, I don't know, whatever, something they have that I don't, that I'm lacking. Um, I just get jealous just like a human being does. And so I learned from this that I need to go ahead and just focus on my own race, right? My Stop comparing my race to others. This is my own life journey. It's not theirs. But that's why, that's honestly the one of the main reasons I left social media back in the day was because I was constantly jealous and envious of others, including my friends. Um, and comparing my life's accomplishments to theirs. And I knew it was wrong because I'm like, Brandon, you're great on your own. This is your lane. Why are you looking at their lane? You're not even over there. You're over here. Um, But it was hard for me to break that. So today when I go ghost or MIA, as people will say, um, I may be having a moment of envy or a moment of jealousness that I need to check. And because I'm feeling spiteful or like agitated because you have that and I don't, that's not coming from a place of God. That's not coming from a place of happiness and joy for others. That's the place I like to reside in. I don't want to be in that space. So I retract to check my own shit because I know right now I'm going to say some snarky shit. I'm going to have an attitude and I'm going to project it onto you because I'm jealous of what, at this very moment of whatever you said or did or what you got. And I know it's not fair and I want this relationship to prosper still. So I'm going to retract not say nothing, um, just kind of be in my own zone for a little bit, check, check myself, and then come back where I can be happy and uh, supportive of everybody else um, in their own journeys and also focus on my own. That gives me time also to retract and focus on my own blessings, my own accomplishments, my own goals, right? Um, and so that's just me being completely honest is that I still struggle with that. And it's something that I do not like because a lot of it comes from me trying to be perf- the perfect Capricorn type A, get it all, have it all, all the goddamn time. So when someone else has anything more or something more successful, in my opinion, then and I feel I should have that too, but I don't, of course, naturally jealousy envy comes in and I'm like, fuck, Brady, just be happy for them. What are you doing? 
the more happy you're giving, the more happy energy you're giving out, the more you're going to receive it. That's negative energy. You got to check that, boo. You got to check it. And so I always, I will track myself, focus on my own shit, kind of regroup, get my mind back right. And then woosah. And then I'm back to life again. So those are my main reasons um, that I go ghost or MIA at times for those of you that really know me and those of you that are starting to get to know me again and new people that I know are just subscribing. Um, I do have, I don't want to call it, I have an opportunity for improvement, but at least I'm aware of where it is so that I know how to fix it or work on fixing it. So I am in therapy. I'm very transparent about that. I'm also doing my own personal work on myself on a day-to-day basis because 35 is a motherfucker. 2020 is a motherfucker. Like, oh, what? Like, I have to work on myself because I'm at that mid-range of the road of life, you know, where I really want to change some things around and I want to change behaviors that are keeping or holding me back. And this is one of them. Um, So, yeah. So I'm just being transparent on this episode. You feel me? So that's segment two. Segment three, we're going to get into how this exercise opened my eyes and what I'm going to do to be better. All right. See you guys in a bit. Bye. And I'm back, y'all. I'm back, y'all. I'm beady, 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 back, y'all. <laughs> That's, that didn't go well. Um, I got to work on my... Some of y'all can't do that, though. I'm going to just be honest. I can't... Okay, sorry. Um, Have you guys been watching Netflix, the new stuff that's been going on? I just finished that Epstein um, series, which was really interesting. And he's a sicko. And all the people, including our motherfucking president, are nasty pedophiles. I'm just sorry. I watched that um, earlier, end of last week into the weekend. And man, he he did a number. He was the most narcissistic, sociopathic man ever. Like, all these women, lives you ruined. And don't give a fuck. Ugh, that was just horrible. And another thing, Amazon is taking all my money, you guys. My account was good. And then, like, I'm looking at it. I thought this was payday weekend. It's not. And I was like, Brandy, all your money is going to Amazon. And why, obviously? Man, slow down. I just bought some more shit. I was like, I don't need to buy this anymore. Put it down. Amazon saves lives, but it also curses lives, okay? And pocketbooks. Anywho, segment three. What have I learned about myself and what am I going to do to be better? Should I do the rest of the segment like this? Let me go in here. I don't know what accent this is. I just went into it real quick. Let's go to bullet wood. Really, really, really got to work on my communication skills outside of the office. In the office. I don't know what that was. Perfect. I was trying to get my accent out and the word at the same time. It did not work out. But, yes, I got to work on my communication skills because inside the office, superb, right? Outside of the office, clearly trash. Got to work on it. Like, for real. It can't be one-sided, Brandy. You've got to find that balance. Um, I got to be better at articulating where I am mentally, emotionally, and physically instead of just ghosting everyone. Now, for the most part, I wouldn't say physically, but yeah, mentally, emotionally, soul-wise, um, just be in certain people because I pause on that right there because some people you can't be that vulnerable with, right? They don't deserve it. But some people deserve for them for you for them to know what's going on with you, right? 
but yeah, just overall, my communication skills definitely need a balance, definitely need to find a better way for my interpersonal relationships so they can, the, where feelings are involved. At work, feelings aren't involved. I'm here to get a job done so I can get paid, get promoted, get accolades. Of course, everyone's there to do the same motherfucking thing. So feelings are there, but it's like really minute. Like I need, this is my bread and butter. It keeps the roof over my head, money in my pocket. You know, I can do shit that others can't, you know what I'm saying? Like I need this. But when it comes to the personal relationships where it's just emotional and feelings exchange, I suck. So I really gotta, I really gotta work on that. Um, I didn't realize how bad it was that I started doing this podcast note book thing. And I was like, oh my God, Brandy, you have something to work on immediately. (laughs) Um, I also learned that my behavior is avoidance behavior and that needs to change. Some things I can face and fight to the forefront. Like I'd be right there. Let's go. Let's go. Right. But others I shy away from in conversation and in interaction, Um, And I need to be brave enough to find a balance for both. That same fight and flair that I have for certain things, why can't I have it to say no, to create boundaries, Um, to tell someone, you know, right now I'm not in a good space where I can't love on you or be happy for you because I'm having a moment, but I'll be right back. You know, being able to be transparent with those that you love and say right now I'm I'm not I'm not feeling good to be like, oh, I'm happy for you. I'm really not right now. So, you know, like there's a way to do it and there's communicative styles to kind of translate that information to someone you care about and it should care about you. That way they don't take it the wrong way. Um, But just making sure that I'm brave enough to find the balance for both because it doesn't make sense. There's certain things in certain areas of my life. I'm about it, about it. Let's go roll up. Let's happen. Let's pop it. Like I told y'all that story about the lady at the real estate office. Had no, I had no fear about checking her ass and checking her the day I got my, my um, offer. Fuck you mean. But that same energy I can't do to people that um, <laughs> I care about and stuff. And so that's one of the things I got to find some type of balance with. Also, I learned that maybe I am exactly 50-50 with the introvert extroversion um, dynamic. I am an ambivert. All the tests prove and say that. But looking at how I act with my MIA and being away from people... Um, that's a definitely an introverted uh, personality, right? And so that's where I guess my dark side is, my introverted side. <laughs> um, not for the most part, not all of it, but most of it is coming from this. And I was like, oh, wow. Like my introversion has definitely ramped up over the years because of it's just life and things changing and evolving and moving and shifting. And so I'm still an extrovert when I'm around people. I get off on being around people. Okay, get off. That sounds kind of sexual. My energy levels go through the max when I'm around people and we are laughing and having a good time. I love it. But I also come down and I also need a day where I don't talk to nobody. I don't want to hear about, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to see you. I need a day. So (laughs) this is going to be interesting when I find me a man and actually get married because you got to live together. He can't go home. His home is with you. Um, you could be talking and breathing. You'd be like, I don't want you breathing today. I don't want you breathing. I need you to go somewhere else and breathe. Do that over there. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm really, I'm struggling with that thought, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to focus on the negative. I'm still going to find love. I'm still going to settle down because God told me I will. All right. Um, but I got to work on this stuff before I get to that point. Um, I wonder if why my relationships with people tend to falter or fall to the wayside, not only because we're in a new chapter of our life, new season, but did we fall apart because I aided in it falling apart? Like, and you know, agitated it a little bit more to move forward to that result because of my own 
behavior. And that makes me sad to think about because there's number of friendships and relationships that, especially since I left social media, that kind of just fell to the wayside or are falling to the wayside or not as strong as they used to be. And it's not as, it's not like it used to be. Right. And then you, I kind of just let you go and keep moving forward. Cause that's the way I do things is I don't like to just wallow in sadness on something. If someone or something doesn't want to be there, they can go and I'm, I'm going to move forward. It is what the fuck it is. But there's relationships that I do miss and I did mourn or is it, is it mourn or grieve? They say grieve relationships. And I wonder now through this exercise, did I aid in that relationship kind of falling apart or the season shifting? Could that have been saved or was it, was it necessary for us to part ways? You know, so that's something I do think about um, in how my passive aggressive immature, <laughs> immature behavior may have aided in that. And that's something that I definitely want to change. Um, also, or the main one of the main things is that I do not know how to be vulnerable with people that matter the most. It's funny, I can be so transparent and vulgar and <laughs> on here and vulnerable on my YouTube too. I show my wings on YouTube. My fucking wings. Fat people know what I mean. When I say wings, I mean my arm fat, okay? Like when you, you do the arm out and you shake it. I never do that. That was so hard for me to do and post that shit. It's still up there. Um, but I was like, this is the reality of my page. I want to be transparent. I want to be lively. I want people to be relatable to me. And so one of the relatable things as a woman that's always been thick and always gains weight in her arms, I have wings that never went away. They just, they either go small or big wings, but they always there, you know? So, um, it's just funny that I can be vulnerable on a stage, right? On a platform. But when it comes to being one-on-one vulnerable with people, I don't, I don't know how to do that really. Um, I just avoid shit. Then that needs to stop. So if I have no one to be vulnerable with in my entire life, that's a lot of emotion to carry by myself on this journey we call life. Um, and I have to stop thinking that with me, without helping or entertaining others, that I'm a burden to others. So if I need to be vulnerable and then out to other people and be transparent, stop thinking that it's a burden and that just be joyful and grateful that God placed them in your life to be here to hear you right now and give you some solace in what's going on, to give you some, you know, empathy or, you know, some solidarity in what your thoughts are instead of you trying to fight life in the world on your own, which is what I tend to do all the time, which is something else that I need to work on. Um, Just trying to figure out where did that begin? Who started that narrative? You know, it's one of the things I got to fix. So I was thinking um, to pick one or two people in my life. Usually it'll probably be a significant other and then your close friend or colleague, not colleague, close friend or family member that you can have good rapport with, that you can be your 100% authentic self, you know, unashamed, just everything outside of my therapist too. Like what are one, who are one or two people in my life that I can trust to be vulnerable with? And I know they're not going to push me to the wayside. They're going to hear everything I have to say and love on me and not think that I'm a burden or annoying or whatever thought process that my own brain comes up with. Right. That's something I think will help me out in this journey is just know how to be vulnerable with my feelings and my heart. Um, I was a very nice, bubbly kid growing up, and I thought everybody was great and nice and loving, um, but life definitely threw me a hard one. Um, rude awakening, you know, from high school, on up, even middle school, actually. When did I start really not trusting? I would say college, but um, very naive. But then once life started really hitting me, I just start not trusting anybody. Because I was like, you guys are going to step on my shit. You're going to step and break my heart and then I saw nothing but 
women in particular getting their hearts broken constantly from friends, from boyfriends, from family. And I just like, I don't want to go through that. I'd rather be stone cold, hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm hard. <laughs> Run up on me if you want to. Then have my feelings on my sleeve and have them constantly get trampled over. And so I rode that wave. I've been riding that wave of thought for a long time. And that goes for everybody. Like everybody I'm on the guard with. Everybody like a, everybody got at least one arm away from me. Because I just don't, I can't trust that you're going to be here always and not leave and hurt me. And so that's something that a lot of people in life already risk. So that they can also enjoy the intimacy of that season with that person um, that love that, that can be shared, this uh, area of connection that you can get to when you actually are vulnerable with someone else and they're vulnerable with you. Um, I never had that to the, to the degree that I need it at this time as a grown-ass woman. Um, there have been situations where I have, you know, dibble-dabbled in being that way, but since college, yeah, I, I've been pretty much whore. I'm whore, cuz. What up, blood? Yeah, I mixed the two because I ain't scared of none of you. Ha! <laughs> Bars for days, ha! Um, anywho, so that's something that I too will be talking to my therapist about next week. Vulnerability and feelings, opening up. How do I do this? Where do I start? You know? Um, but yeah, that is it for this episode. So what I can do is all I can do now is work better at getting better. You know what I mean? Like every day, take it one day at a time, find one thing I can do differently that I would have done in the past in response to how I'm reacting now. Um, so it was, this was a very eye-opening episode for me. This was actually like a mini therapy session for me, um, turned into something that I wasn't anticipating, but I loved it. And, um, loved ones listening, feel free to call me out as needed. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do my best to grow. So keep me in check. I'll be better at this communication, vulnerable thing, but just give me time. No, give me time. Because if we really want to technically think about it, it's been over a decade probably over 20, 20, I'm 35. It's been like at least 20 years where I've been doing this stuff. So you're going to have to give me, give me some grace. Give me some space. A bars for days. Give me some space. Give me some grace. Bars for days. Yeah. Okay. I'm done being silly, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, again, thank you guys for all for subscribing and listening and yeah, subscribe you guys. Um, I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google podcast, overturn or overcast. Um, anchor podcast so I'm on all the platforms and for you guys to be, be caught up on when I am dropping a new episode just subscribe to it and it'll populate for you um, but I appreciate all of you guys all your support all your feedback all your all of it like I love this um, I'm going to get ready to do a YouTube video for today as well to update my subscribers my 20 subscribers <laughs> on my alcohol sobriety journey yeah I don't really have many updates. I'm still drinking. Um, but I do have to get on there and just be consistent in that area. So I'll be doing that next. But other than that, I hope you guys have an awesome weekend or week whenever you're listening to this. Um, and hit me up. Let me know how you feel about it. Give me some ideas for the next episode. What do you want what you want me to talk about? What you want to hear about? Let me know. I'm here. All right. Deuces.